who look kind of indefatigable at this point. Indefatigable. What does that mean? <laughs> you know, my bad, Richie the Macho Man. Just pretend like I never said it. Okay, fair enough. Howdy, y'all. Welcome back. It's the Unrestricted. After a short, brief layoff, apologies to everybody. Man, we caught some momentum. We had a great Mitch Meisner interview. Corn Ferry player up in here in the studio. I'm Vex, Richie Carnahan, Bob on the ones and twos. And then we kind of lost momentum because, well, I don't know. Life gets in the way, man. That's right. Everything's happening. You got a lot going on, Richie. I've got a lot going on. Uh, personally, like business-wise. That's right. Started a, a new company, Steward Risk Management. It's awesome. Yeah. So been extremely busy and excited about it. Lots going on. But really, the headline of the day is the Dallas freaking Cowboys. Back from the dead. Like, the- are, Okay, how about this? I'm going to give you something. And you fill in the blank. The Dallas Cowboys are blank. Decent. Bob, the Dallas Cowboys are primed to totally disappoint their fans. Yeah, that's probably, <laughs> wait, probably true. Wait, Bob, I thought we had Bob in studio and not Stephen A. Smith. Uh-huh. Cowboy hater. I've been a cowboy hater before Stephen Smith. You're just a 49er like lover. I am a 49ers homer, and I was very disappointed. I was ready to call a hotline on Sunday night, and yeah, I don't like the Cowboys. You got a foot fetish with the 49ers, and it's freaky. Let's be honest. A freaky foot fetish. I own it. All the 49ers fans are like kind of just a little off on how much they love their team. Like it's a little, it's a little sexual. Like it's me- like Rex Ryan sexual. Speaking of Rex Ryan, have you seen the whiteness? On his teeth, on the morning show, it's blinding. So he he got some work done? Oh, my God. I don't know if they're dentures or if he just went with, like, nuclear bright on on the whitening option. But you can't look him in the eyes. He's the one who had the foot fetish, right? And he got a tattoo of Sanchez. And he did get a tattoo of Sanchez. Who's back in the news this week because the butt fumble. Oh, yeah, in the butt punt. The butt the, safety. The butt safety punt. Yeah. Which, which interestingly enough, actually worked out for them. Yeah, in it, a way. It helped them win the game. Yeah. So the Cowboys come in as the headline of a rather disappointing NFL weekend. Are you looking around the NFL and wondering, what kind of quality are we watching? Because it looks like bad fucking football to me everywhere. Well, the craziest thing is the two undefeated teams. The Dolphins. And the Philadelphia Eagles. If you would have gone to Vegas five weeks ago and said, all right, the two undefeated teams through week three are going to be those two, you'd be a rich man today. I feel good. Look, I I put a bunch of money in a bunch of different places on the Eagles at the beginning of the year because I felt like they were ready. And I also felt like Dallas was overrated within the division. So I feel really good about where the Eagles are going. I have them on all my fantasy teams, which is – Really important for all of you guys to know. Didn't somebody give you some advice yes. this week? What yes. was that? When, when you do this, and I haven't been doing it long, you've been doing it much longer. Anytime you see somebody that has a, a modicum of interest in what you're doing, they say, you know what you should do? Oh, those are the worst words to ever start a sentence with. Strike them from the English language. You know what you ought to do? You know what you ought to do? <laughs> Not give other people unsolicited fucking advice. 
Well, what's hard is, is it always comes from people you love. Of course. So same. My answer is well, still the same. Well, my solve for that is don't love anyone. Oh, uh, well. It works for you. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. So what was the advice you got? How, how did they follow with, you know what you ought to do, Richie? Fantasy football. Everybody's into it. Everybody loves it. You get on there. You get somebody on there that's really into it, and they talk about their leagues, and is it a double trade league? Is it a, a 10 up, 10 down Absolutely league? fucking not. We're never doing that on this show. <laughs> and you want to know my theory on this? I do. Okay. There is nothing in this world more interesting and important to you than your fantasy football team. And there is nothing in this world less interesting to me than your fantasy football team. Right. Okay, that's just it. We ain't doing it. It's like babies. Your baby is gorgeous, and yeah. you want to show pictures of your baby all the time, and I am like, nope, nope, my baby is more gorgeous. Here, look at pictures of my baby. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I, I stopped doing that. So we're not doing fantasy football on this. Now, we will later today begin our picks for this weekend's NFL upcoming uh, weekend games. I heard we have a special guest. We do have a special guest. Richie the Macho Man Savage makes sure that you stay tuned for that. I have... I, did you know that if you shorten Cooper Rush a little bit, you get Crush? Ooh. Dude. And those are those cigarettes he used to smoke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, dude, camel, by the way... Camel Crushes. Can I spike the football? Today is two weeks since I had a cigarette. Congratulations. Thank you very much for that. And you'll notice I have sunflower seeds. I got pretzels. I got anything to keep my mouth like active other than lighting up. Cooper Rush is like kind of my current, and I think a lot of Cowboys fans, like current crush. Dude, he's good. He's, he's cool under fire. Okay. He is. He's making the throws when they need him to make them. Okay, slow, slow down your roll there, Cowboy. Okay. You go ahead, Niners fan. Tell no, no, me what I'm missing. No, no. This has nothing to do with being a Niners fan. This is a general hatred of the intense emotion that everyone gets around backup quarterbacks coming in and doing well for one or two games. Oh, you mean like the way Jimmy Garoppolo has been doing for the 49ers? Hey I told I was. I said I wasn't going to talk about that. Uh, okay. Uh, but right. no, no. It's no matter what the backup quarterback is, teams don't have tape on them. They do great, and then they start to regress to the mean. Cooper Rush is going to regress to the mean. Hopefully he doesn't regress to the mean faster than it takes Dak to get back because he is going to regress to the mean. There is a reason why he rides the pine. Is there a quarterback controversy in Dallas? Because they are talking about bringing Dak back in a rush for this weekend's games. First of all, I don't know what the rush is. Secondly, pun intended. If Good point. <laughs> if they do have both quarterbacks available for Sunday— is there a quarterback controversy, Richard? No, there isn't. You Why? Because it's Cooper pay, Rush, right? Well, no, because you paid Dak $125 million. That's so you it. have to? Yeah. I think Jerry just loves a good stir. You know he does. He is a shit stir. He's a showman. And he, and he loves it. And he wants the story. He, he, and it's worked for him. Yep. His franchise is worth more than any other sports franchise on this planet. Even though they can't win playoff games. They haven't in three decades. Right. So here's my thought on Cooper Rush and his success. And I was exaggerating a little bit about the quarterback controversy because I don't think that if you put the two quarterbacks in a vacuum that you're going to look at them and say, Cooper Rush, better than Dak Prescott. Yeah, but here's what's funny. Tell me. Look at this year's sample size. The first game, 
it was like, well, who's my side team? Because they were horrible. They were awful. Yeah. God awful. In this day and age of NFL football, you can take that week one game. Yeah, the game counts, but th- throw it out. It's it's the last preseason game. Throw it out. I don't care. You say throw it out. I say throw it less. I think Dak threw 45 fucking times in week one. Yeah. And in two weeks, Cooper Rush hasn't approached that number. Well, they're the running problem, the ball. That's just it. They're running the ball. Is that for the Cowboys and the last... I mean, this goes back to fucking Felix Jones and and, 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 finest. and yes, and Darren McFadden. Arkansas like, second like finest. We could run the football. I see. We the Dallas Cowboys could run the football, but for whatever reason, we would force Tony Romo to put forty-five balls in the air instead of just running behind an awesome offensive line. And those that made the Cowboys less consistent than they probably ought to have been otherwise. And I'm seeing the same thing. Hey, Kellen Moore. He's like, oh, my quarterback can't do everything. I'm not going to have him throw 45 times. I'm going to have him throw 24 times. And look at the efficiency. Yeah, last night, Pollard, 105 yards. Elliott had 73 or 79. They, they had 28 uh, They had 28 play, rush plays, rushing plays, designed rushes for 178 yards. Do you that guys, goes a long way, man. Do you guys watch the actual broadcast or do you watch with the Manning brothers? I'll go back and forth. Okay, so the Manning brothers were on there and they said, look, why would you do anything else? They're getting eight yards of carry on second down. Yeah. That puts you in a really great spot. It lets you call uh, a variety of plays that aren't kitschy, ridiculous trick plays, which they tried to do week one. Now, here's why I think that, that they're having the success that they're having. Granted, it's not against the NFL's best, but that first week, they didn't know what they had with their offensive line. Right. And they still might not know what they have with their offensive line. Uh, Jason Peters came in. At guard. At guard, which he's never played. Which is pretty cool. Which is cool because he's a beast of a man. Yep. At 40. And they run it right behind him on the first play of his of his and uh, first play from scrimmage. 48 yards. Yes, rips it. Rips it. Um, so they're trying to get some cohesiveness in that line, and I don't know if they're going to. I mean, they might bite their hand, but... They just look better. The they, rookie has played amazing. The kid from Tulsa. Yep. And they're always picking unsexy offensive linemen until they start performing. Like when, if you were watching the draft and they're like, at 12, we're going to pick this guy out of Tulsa. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, but he's good. He's he good. seems to be holding up at left tackle. He's holding up and he's nasty. So the second part about this, and it's really maybe the more important part, is that if you do bring Dak Prescott back, can we please, Kellen Moore, call the game as though you're calling it with Cooper Rush I like as quarterback? I like because that. in week one, it was as though the game plan still involved Amari Cooper, right? Yeah. Like, the wide receiver core just ain't the same. Michael Gallup wasn't out there. It's not the same. So don't chuck it 40-plus times. Run the freaking football. Try to win games, you know, with 24 to 28 points with some ball control, et cetera. Look, I have no doubt that Dak can make the simple pass. It's really when he's forced to make the difficult pass 15 times in a game that he gets in trouble. Well, here's what's crazy. Cooper made all the passes. He sure did. He had one poor pass to one of his tight ends who they picked up off the streets. Um, But he was dropping dimes down the field and, and... our guys couldn't bring him in. He also had trust in C.D. Lamb in the end zone. 
right. which I haven't really seen that from Dak. Well, like, you, you saw the one that, that CD dropped when he was wide open. Yeah, and then somehow he smiles about it afterwards. No, CD, but, I wanted to slap yeah, It was Kellen right Moore. Kellen face. Moore was giving the two thumbs up. Like, yeah. hey, that play's there if we can catch it. CD <laughs> Lamb. That is such a Jason Garrett reaction. Yeah, it's the... yeah. The old ball game. But, 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 but Kellen Moore does two, two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Yeah. CeeDee Lamb, not so good with two hands, really good with one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's Personal it. experience for you? Hey. Not speaking. Okay. It was an awesome catch by CeeDee Lamb, but the important part about that throw is that he trusted his wide receiver to win one-on-one, um, and he put it in a place where he could get it. Like, I have not necessarily seen that from Dak and CeeDee Lamb. Well, I mean, to your point, the more running you do, the more time and less pressure you give to your quarterback where he can do good things. Yeah. So when you're when you're two running backs, Pollard and, and Elliott run for hundred and almost 180, it gives them time. Phase right. two of that, it gives the defense time to rest on the sideline. And that front four of the Dallas Cowboys is phenomenal. Yeah. It is it is frightening. Oh my god. God, Michael dude. Parsons was sick. He's sick. Demarcus Lawrence is sick. Well, no, he was sick, sick. Like, he had a cold, and, and I saw a quote where he said, oh, yeah. my 60% is better than most people's 100%. Really? Yes. That's uh, that's talking. That's ballsy. I like it. For a 23-year-old. But th- really, truly, if you're able to put that kind of pressure on a quarterback without complex blitz packages, moving Parsons and Lawrence around all over on the defensive line, as the Cowboys did last night, keeping the offense off balance, not knowing where the next punch is coming from. You're way ahead of the game. Right. And Daniel Jones is not Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, he hasn't seen all of this a million times. That poor guy looked befuddled the entire evening. Straight up. And even after the game, he still didn't know where he was. No, I don't think he did. He took his helmet off, and I was like, just put it back on. Cowboys Cowboys defense is good again. Yeah. Yeah, that pass rush was really good. I mean, the right side of the of the Giants' offensive line was Swiss cheese. Yeah. You know who is who is kind of a silent killer out there is the is Wilson. I was going to say from the same Texas A and M, number six, right? Yeah, he was all over the field. He was everywhere. They blitzed him, and he was giving them. Fits. Is he a first year player? No, he's no, he's, he's been, been around. Okay, sorry for three or four years. Sorry for not but, knowing, but he was awesome last night. He was all over the field. Yeah, he was. I'm I'm bullish on the Cowboys. All of us, you know, after week one, it really, truly, like, how many people told you, season's over, pack oh, yeah. it in, no more deck, we got no chance. Yeah, I mean, I was picking my second favorite team. Yeah, but it turns out, man, the Cowboys are for real. Well. So are the Eagles, by the way. I think the, I think the Eagles are more real than the Cowboys. I mean, let's, let's, again, slow your roll, Cowboy. Okay. They played the Giants. Yeah, but they beat the team. That's a division went, foe on it's a, the road. It's a division foe on the road, but it's the Giants. And I mean, it, we've we've all said the NFC East isn't exactly the toughest division in football. I think a lot of people think the Giants were on an uptick this season. Oh, yeah. Healthier Saquon Barkley, et cetera. I think a lot of people figured them to be better this year than the last couple. I mean, you got you to gotta step over the guys in your division that you got to step over, and that was one of them. Yep. And the week before, they beat a team that was in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they did beat the Bengals. That's not nothing. Now, and it wasn't beautiful. And I think the play calling got it, it went from shoot it to hip, whatever. Let's go for it. And then they had a lead, and they tried to protect it, and that was horrible. Uh, but the last drive, they started throwing around again. You mentioning play calling, 
makes me think of something, and I'm going to just take this tangential for one second, and then I'm going to bring it back to the NFL and the Cowboys. Y'all all watched Texas versus Alabama week one. I'm sure you did. I did too. Mm-hmm. I thought the first two and a half, yeah, um, pretty much the first three offensive possessions of the Longhorns were the most beautiful, scripted, creative, offensive possessions that I have seen from the University of Texas since Vince Young, and maybe for, maybe before Vince Young. It was gorgeous. It was a thing of beauty. They played Alabama so well. And then they take a crap in the first half against UTSA. And then they fully expel the crap in Lubbock against Texas Tech this past weekend. And I'm wondering if Steve Sarkeesian... Did he run out of com- out of uh, creative plays? That, was that it? He had three possessions of creative plays, and now he has no more? Because if that's what we're going to see from the Horns the rest of this year, I don't feel real good about it. We were so bullish. Like, to, to diametrically oppose Cowboys fans and Longhorns fans, so bullish on the Longhorns after week one, so down on the Cowboys. Right. Two weeks later... Full-on flip-flop between yeah. the two fans. And it's hard when you're a fan of both teams. Yeah. Well, like half the state is, right? Right. And I think we're going to have to talk about it. I mean, I, you know, maybe not in this episode, but it's something that we – it's a road we need to go down. Like, what is wrong with Texas, not just University of Texas, but the state of Texas football? I mean, it's, it's just not good the way it was, say, seven or eight years ago. I mean, it was, Texas was good, TCU was good, uh, Texas Tech had their time, Baylor was certainly on top of the world, Yeah, Texas A&M was throwing it around with Johnny Football, like there was a day in time when there were five teams in the state of Texas that were scary, and right now, uh, is there one? I mean, Texas A&M's three and one, but does anybody think they're good? No. No, me neither. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. It's something we can come back to in a, in a future episode. As I look around the, NBA, the NFL, I see a lot of bad football, dude. The Bears? They're pretty bad. Are so bad, again, and people thought that they might have an uptick because they have a new quarterback. They're finally giving him the football. He's thrown the ball 23 times in three games. That's got to tell you something. He he has thrown the 32nd most passes in the NFL. There are 31 teams. <laughs> huh. So space and opportunity jumped him. <laughs> and somehow, the Bears are still down, but the Jaguars are up? Well, they, they laid the wood to a decent team, what we thought was a decent team. Yeah. All of a sudden, Trevor Lawrence, MVP? Well. To attack Leovailoa, MVP? Well, yeah, I mean, the followers of Tuanon are really, really happy about what's going on in Miami. Tuanon. Tuanon is the greatest expression <laughs> in the world. I like that. It is. It's great. I don't, look, I'm not a Tuanon believer. Uh, I believe in it slightly more than QAnon. <laughs> but, 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 like, I, I don't think Tua's really that great a player i do think that he has weapons lots of weapons. and he has time and any quarterback at that level who has weapons who has time 
can succeed. And it quite it makes f- it and, a lot easier. Yeah, and and McDaniel's is a breath of fresh air a head coach there. Really, really neat guy, young guy, really connects with his players. It's it apparently a fun place to play football. Not like, I don't know, New England. It didn't look very fun when it was like 111 degrees on the field and the Bills were like crawling to the sideline. Well, they used totally it to Totally out of gas. Not fun for the Bills. I mean, they were, they were like <laughs> sticking needles in their guys' asses just to get them to crawl off the field. Hey, Buffalo, it's hot in Miami this time of year. Talk about Hydrate. Talk about sticking needles. How about Herbert going out there with a fractured rib cartilage? And still in the game when they're losing by like eight million points. Yeah, and then and then of course his 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 like rib cage freezes up. Uh, poor guy, <laughs> he's tough. He's tough as nails. There were a lot of teams that thought that they needed to get Jimmy G. I'm not so sure that would have helped. What do you think of his play so far for your 49ers? It was a really bad game against the Broncos. It was awful. The Broncos are not though, good. Though though the end of that game, not on Jimmy G's not on Jimmy G's shoulders. A fumble is not Jimmy's fault. No, I agree with you. And they were marching to win that game. Jimmy which, G, was, which was a crappy game. Jimmy G still does not make the hard throws. Yeah, but all he does is win. Yeah. Thirty five and twenty, I think, is what his record is in the NFL. Russell Wilson, dead or alive. That's a hard one. He looks dead. Dead to me. I heard Dan Lebetard compare him to Dwayne Wade when Dwayne Wade went to Chicago. And it was like, oh, we're getting Dwayne Wade. Not really. It's like the 35-pound elderly Dwayne Wade. He's not the same guy. I have a terrible feeling that Denver is going to have regret all season long. Russell Wilson is not himself. He looks heavier. He doesn't move the way he used to. His top speed is so much lower, and he makes nobody miss in the open field, which are the things that made him great. Let's look at Elway's track record of picking quarterbacks other than Peyton Manning. It's not good, Brock Osweiler. (laughs) Tim Tebow. (laughs) Yeah, it is not good. Tim Tebow, the, the, the Jaguars' most interesting story, and by the way, I think... The Jaguars are one of the most interesting teams in the NFL so far this mm-hmm. year. Trevor Lawrence, I'm serious, is is in the conversation for an MVP candidate. How long is it going to be before we get a an unauthorized biography of the year Urban Meyer spent coaching the Jaguars? And how interesting is that going to be? Written by the lap dance girl? Yes, totally. Right. In, co- in coordination with, like, some of the... T- members of the team who were like, fuck this guy. Yeah. It did not work. I mean, is Urban Meyer a good football coach? I don't know. I think probably he just hired murderers and Tim Tebow and developed a reputation from it. Now, like, he sails off into the sunset on it. Yeah, I mean, but let's let's look over history. Name me the college coaches who had great success in college and then had decent success in the NFL. Yeah, Pete Carroll. Yeah. Um, there's not too many. No, there Satan. isn't. Ha- Nick Nick Satan, but he didn't <laughs> did get, he didn't do well. No, he, did no, he didn't pros. do well in the pros. No. It's it's not a long list. But Urban Meyer really fell on his face flat, flatter than most collegiate coaches when they go to the NFL. He made some questionable decisions. Uh, that's a very sweet <laughs> way of 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 putting it. Are you at all frightened when you're watching the Eagles? Like, oh crap, they're way better than the than the Dallas Cowboys. If I was a Cowboys fan, I would be. Yeah. You? 
I try not to watch them. They're good. We're going to get to see them twice. Yep. So, and and here's the thing. You can talk about how the NFC East is, is one of the, if not the worst, one of the worst uh, divisions. But those games, there was some popping going on last oh, night, yeah. guys. Oh, yeah. And then after the game, there was some extra career. Oh, there yes. was. There was. So, so I think, you know, that you throw it all out. <laughs> when these two get when together. When these teams get yeah. together. Yeah. You know, so... We play each other differently because we know each other and we dislike each other. It's like brothers fighting. I can't wait until they play the Eagles. It's going to be good. I mean, I can wait, but. <laughs> I, I, well, we're going to have to. I'm not going to have a um, Ken Dorsey style meltdown. Did y'all, saw, did y'all see that? Yeah. The Bills offensive coordinator. He was, he broke two pads, iPads. I mean, that was impressive. Yeah. Have you ever that like, was more fire than he ever showed at the University of Miami when he was their quarterback? <laughs> like way more fire. True. But uh have you ever lost your shit like that in the office? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I have. Do you remember what brought it on? Yeah. <laughs> you want to tell this story or is it like no? I mean, it's just you know Anger. Ang- yeah. Anger is what probably brings that on. Yeah, anger. You know what it reminded me of? Watching Ken Dorsey, the Bills offensive coordinator, just start banging shit around. Have you ever seen the great video of Fox's Bill O'Reilly going bananas because his production team can't get it together? I know what you're talking about. This is great stuff. Today, and we will leave you with a... I can't do it. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live! It. <laughs> do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> and thing sucks. Yeah. Five, four, oh, I love it when people lose their shit. It's good. It's good. Hey man, it's time to bring in our special guest and make weekend picks for the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, we have. Richie, the Macho Man Savage. Vex, brother, how you doing? Brother, I am great. It is a real honor to have you in studio. And let me say that the Ray-Bans you're wearing really make this work. Oh, yeah. You know something, Vex? I am the Tower of Power, and I am too sweet to be sour. (laughs) Keep it together, little man. Keep it together. So what'd right. you bring me in here for, All right. Well, we need picks from you, Macho Man. Oh. Okay? Okay. Look, any dummy can, 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 can make picks, but you're much more than that, Richie the Macho Man. <laughs> That's right, because the cream rises to the top. All right, where should we start? Um, let's start with the Sunday night game of the week. Chiefs at Buccaneers. Mahomes, Brady, the Chiefs favored by two and a half. On the road, who do you like, Macho? Well, let me tell you something, Jeff. There's a lot of pretenders in the NFL right now. A lot of people that are flexing just to flex. But you know something? Tom Brady's been there, done that. He's got a ring for every digit on his hands. You're going to give me two and a half? I'm giving you two and a half. You're going to come to Florida where shit is weird. You know I'm from Florida, by the way, don't you? Oh, of course. I'm going with Tampa Bay. Wow. 
because Brady's got enough lead in his pencil. <laughs> Plus two and a half points to send back the Chiefs. Are you at all worried, Macho, that there's going to be a, a, a fucking hurricane during that game? We embraced the chaos, Jeff. We weren't nearly born in the dark. We thrive in the dark. <laughs> if Ion decides to roll into our atmosphere, then we'll just go to Miami, sucker. And if we can't go to Miami, guess what? We'll head on over to the Crescent City in New Orleans and take the W. Because that's what we do. Champions. Second biggest game of the week. Bills. At Ravens. God, that's a good one. Buffalo favored by three and a half on the road at the the flaming Lamar Jacksons, who look kind of indefatigable at this point. Indefatigable. What does that mean? (laughs) You know, my bad, Richie the Macho Man. Just pretend like I never said it. Okay, fair enough. Well, you know something, Jeff. I've got to go with the Ravens on this one. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. We were looking like uh, world beaters, those uh, Buffalo Bills. But they got beat. They looked pretty normal. And they're going to play the Ravens. Edgar Allan Poe's Ravens. (laughs) Ravens are going to win. They all got a good defense. And that quarterback, ooh, he's something special. He can run it. He can throw it. And he's betting on himself this year. Yes, he is. I got to go with a man that's betting on himself. Give me the Ravens. Oh, yeah. Bob, I had no idea that Richie the Macho Man Savage was a literary fan. Quoth the Richie Nevermore. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And thirdly, the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, giving me chiver bumps. Your Dallas Cowboys. Our Dallas Cowboys. And if I can find the line, it would really make things work. There we go. Cowboys at home, favored by three against the commies. Oh, yeah. You know I'm going Dallas Cowboys. They they could be favored by 16, and I think they'd cover because they found new life in a red ginger (laughs) that's not a coach. (laughs) Give me the Cowboys. Does Cooper Rush sound like he could be a wrestler, but he'd definitely be like one of the guys you would just roll over in the ring, right? Well, he'd be one of my patsies. I'll yeah, tell you that you'd, much. you'd wrestle him in like Toledo or something. I'd use his red beard as a stepping stone to grab the title from the top of the ladder <laughs> in a ladder match. But you know what? Every hero needs a heel. Everybody plays a role, and guess what role he's playing? He's playing the role of winner because the Cowboys are on a 2-0 streak. One of my favorite things about Richie the Macho Man Savage is that his skin tone resembles that of a piece of pepperoni. I like pepperoni. (laughs) It's a little red and a little greasy, but it always satisfies. (laughs) We will see you guys next week on the Unrestricted Vex, RC, and Bob Love y'all. Like and subscribe. See you in a week. Oh, yeah. How y'all feel out there? Do you feel good? I said, do you feel good? Come on. The groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. I said, the groove feel good when it make you move. Make your next move your best move. Uh-huh. I feel good.
huh? It feel good, cause you know it's good.